Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi walk into a Chinese restaurant. Ten minutes into the meal, Luke still can't figure out the chopsticks, dropping food everywhere. Obi-Wan finally snaps. Use the forks, Luke! up everybody did you miss me i've missed out a couple weeks of podcasting um so it's been a while glad to be back hope everyone's doing well um i just had a lot going on so sorry i I missed making some episodes for you guys but i just had a lot going on i had work i had uh i'm working on a music video with my band i um and i was sick and yeah i just couldn't find the time but now i have it and i'm really happy to be back and I got a couple of days off, so I'm going to dedicate that to doing some podcasting. So I'm really excited to finally talk about the environment. Nah, just kidding. We talk about Star Wars on this channel. So let's just jump right into it. I've, we've, I've missed a lot, so I'm going to try and cover as much as I can. So if you're behind on Star Wars news and theories and rumors, well, you're in luck because I'm going to go over like a month's worth of stuff. I would like to start... First, by telling you guys another joke, because I think they're hilarious. So, what did Darth Vader say to the Emperor at the Star Wars auction? What is thy bidding, my master? (laughs) I don't know. The Star Wars jokes are normally, like, really, like, kind of cringy and child-friendly, so, but I think they're funny, so (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, let's jump right into it. Star Wars Celebration was announced. It's obviously going to be in Anaheim and uh, in uh, 2020. And um, it'll be August 27th through August 30th. The tickets went on sale. I was so excited. I made a note on my calendar. I was like telling myself the whole week before, like, all right, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to sit in my computer for like an hour before the tickets go on sale at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And I'm really going to be prepared and so that when they go on say I'm going to go ahead and get that 4-day pass. And because I was sick, I you know when you're sick, you totally forget about like life and you just want to sleep, you know, you just want to get over it. And I forgot about the tickets. And by the time I remembered by like the end of the day, I went and looked and I saw that they were sold out. At least the 4-day one was and that's the one I wanted. I was a little shocked to find out that the Jedi Master Pack also sold out. When I saw that initially, I was like, that's $900. Who, <laughs> who's going to buy that? Um, but that sold out before the four-day pass did. So I guess I was judging people by their uh, very small pocketbooks, which happened to be, or assuming they were small, and when in reality they were. Uh, apparently very big uh us star wars pan fans we're, we're we're ballers you know we we got a lot of money but anyway if anyone's going you should tell me um uh, tell me how excited you are tell me what you're looking forward to i uh, no, no panels have been announced i doubt they'll do that until honestly probably next year but um 
Uh, it sucks because I live in Los Angeles, and it would have been really nice to be able to go and experience a convention I've been wanting to do for years. And um, But you can count on me watching everything on the two-minute delayed live stream back home. So I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> but um, for all of you, those of you who got tickets, congratulations. The Force is with you. You got them before everyone else did. So I hope you have fun, and it's going to be a blast. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, um, as far as news, is uh, something else was announced. Uh, two other things were announced at the uh, E3 convention. I don't know why Sean Connery was just channeled, but he was. Um, so yeah, we had two games, two Star Wars games announced at E3 this year. Uh, one of them we knew about, or one of them we didn't know about, or at least I didn't know about it. But uh, the first one is, of course, Jedi Fallen Order. And if you're like me, you can go ahead and pre-order it right now. You can bet your bottom dollar I did, or your bottom $69.99, because that's how much the game is. Um, but yeah, go pre-order it. It's really cool. It, it, it's you... Um, it's a it's a new adventure of a about a Jedi who was, um, uh, I guess a Padawan, part of the Order back in during the Old Republic, and he, or a New Republic, excuse me, and or you know the times of the prequels. And this game takes place right after Order sixty six, and he is a surviving Jedi Padawan, and it's all about his journey, and. The gameplay looks really cool. I know a lot of people aren't excited about it, but you have to realize this gameplay is specifically to not show you that much of the game. <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's designed for you to see that, hey, this is a little glimpse at what we're doing. I mean, they only showed like 14 minutes. The whole gameplay of this is roughly going to be like three, maybe four hours long, if depending on... You know, how you play it. For me, that's probably how long it's going to take. Uh, and you can bet I'm going to binge it all in one go if I can. But it looks really cool. Uh, I love the new droid, the little backpack droid. I don't know his name, but it, it looks really cool. That's like something I would want as a kid. I mean, fuck it. I want it now. That's It's really cool. It's like when I first saw BB-8 and how much I loved him. That's kind of what I think of this new droid. It looks like a mini Titanfall robot or a titan from that game titanfall but anyway um looks really cool i'm really excited um and it's also really interesting that most of it's um shot like a movie in um virtual reality world oh uh three games the other one was um that vader immortals uh which i watched gameplay of too and i had to stop myself because it looks so freaking cool that i had to wait and i'm just gonna save up and I'm gonna buy it. It comes out on the Oculus, uh, the wire, the new wireless one. It looks really cool, but um, uh, that looks amazing. It ties in with the stories, uh, the episodical stories, and it's going to tie in with the Rise of Skywalker, which is even cooler. 
uh, I don't know. I saw gameplay on Star Wars Theory's channel, and that's when I stopped because it just looked really cool, and it looked like it's something I would want to experience firsthand before watching someone else's reaction. But, um, yeah, so those two, and then also Lego Star Wars, the complete Skywalker saga, that's coming out. I am actually really freaking excited about that because I always love the Star Wars Lego video games, and now that we get all nine in one, that just makes it even more badass. That's right. Star Wars Lego is badass because it's from ages four to 99. That means I qualify. Boom. So that's it for like the E3 announcements. Um, as far as episode nine announcements, we did find out that the movie is or was being edited during filming. Uh, apparently, Marianne Brandon, who is the editor on The Rise of Skywalker, suggested to J.J., because of the tight schedule uh, of post-production, that they edit while shooting. And at first he said no. Then later he said, yes, you have to be within 10 feet of me at all times. So they edited the movie while it was being shot, I think. That's... What is that? What is this? I'm sorry, I'm having a technical difficulty. This podcast is not sponsored by whatever ad that just came up on my screen. Um, Okay, we're back. So, uh, yeah. Um, It's being edited while it was being shot. Of course, it's being edited after, but I think it's really interesting um, that it was being edited during because... Um, I think it could make for a better movie. A lot of people are skeptical. A lot of people say that it, that means that, oh, it's being rushed. What? No. No, no, no. Um, a lot of other movies do that. And they still have the allotted time set for post-production in addition to editing on scene. So I think it's actually smarter. I think it's going to save time, and I think it's going to give them extra time for the VFX and really grinding and molding, molding, shaping that that's that that thread of story that we really need in this last movie because this this movie is going to be huge. It's a huge responsibility. It's going to have a huge cultural impact, and it's going to be huge in uh, not only f- laying a foundation for everything we've known, but it also has to close it and it has to open new doors and it has to wrap up every single thing we know about Star Wars up to this point because there's nothing we know about the future after episode 9 everything you've ever read played in a video game uh, heard or watched is taken place before the rise of Skywalker think about that this movie has to, even if it's, even if you, I'm talking about like legend stuff too, stuff that's not even relative to modern day canon. Literally everything happens before the rise of Skywalker, and the rise of Skywalker is, if you're looking at it on a timeline, it is the present. So it means it has so much room 
for reality and being original, which is why I have so much hope in this movie. It doesn't have to set up to something else. It can go wherever it wants to go. And I think that leaves room for creativity. And I think it's going to make for a really satisfying ending if it's done correctly. So I think, bottom line, <clears throat> editing this movie while on set is smart. It gets the uh, the big stuff chopped, and then from there you take it down and then leave time for the VFX and the finer details. All right, so that's it for, you know, the editing. Um, as far as uh, some other news, um, of course, Disney has D23 coming up in August. And the reason why I bring that up is because they're going to show new featurettes for The Mandalorian and The Rise of Skywalker. So m my theory is come August 23rd, uh, that's when we get the next Star Wars trailer, the official trailer, because so far we just had the teaser. That was a teaser, guys. It wasn't a trailer. It showed nothing about the story. It was just getting you hyped. So the hype's there. Unfortunately, August 23rd is a little ways away, but that's my theory. Uh, you heard it here. If it's true, well, I was right. That's not really anything special, but um, I think that's when we get it. So that's something interesting. And also new Mandalorian footage. I'm really excited about that. And that's a big deal because, guys, I don't like TV. I know it sounds stupid, but I just, <laughs> I really, I'm not a hater. I just, I, it's really, it takes a lot for me to get into something, to invest that time, and um, to also just keep it all straight. Because uh, television storytelling is, uh a lot, man. It's very character-driven, and I'm more of a, a story guy. I like short stories, you know, uh, but, and that's a whole nother topic. Okay, let's move on. So, something else that happened, some more news. Um, Lucasfilm just created a new position, one that should have been created from the start, actually, um, and has hired a new um, title holder for that. The position is Senior Vice President of Live Action Development and Production. What that does is oversees a new slate of feature films on Disney+, and... Uh, theater films and it's basically acting as a uh, hands-on producer for Lucasfilm and and that position is going to Michelle Rejwan now if you don't know who Michelle Rejwan is she is a film producer and she has worked on The Force Awakens and Currently, The Rise of Skywalker. I, I do find that interesting, that she didn't work on The Last Jedi. Um, oh, but I think that's because Ryan Johnson had brought in his guy that he does all, that produces all of his works. 
Anyway, um, so she did those two. Um, I did. I loved The Force Awakens, so I'd be happy to see how she works with The Rise of Skywalker. But outside of that, her resume has nothing that stands out, nor is it very full. She's relatively young slash new to the business. A lot of people are saying because of that, she's not fit for this role. And also, people are in their heads saying that they hired another woman and they're promoting female um, representation. And that's really the only reason why this whole news is announced. But that's bullshit. (laughs) Guys, a multi-million, billion-dollar company is not going to waste employment costs for a slap on the back or a nod from uh, their fan base. This is so stupid. She's... She obviously had to apply herself, and it looks as though her application process was produce Force Awakens, work with JJ, help us develop other projects. Developmenting, developmented projects that are currently in development will never see the light of day by the general audience, uh, so no one knows about it. She could be developing those as we speak, and that's the stuff we don't hear about. So she's probably been working towards this. And The Rise of Skywalker was the bow on the head. She probably proved herself, and she's probably uh, the right applicant, and I'm sure there were other options at the time. So I don't think the fact that her being a woman has anything to do with it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I would be excited to see what she does. This position was really needed at Lucasfilm. Uh, similar position... Uh, like the same type of thing this is is what Kevin Feige is to Marvel, and we all know he's done a great job. He has his hand in every single project, and he oversees it. He has a plan. He greenlights it. He makes sure it's all on track. So anyway, Michelle Rajwan, I wish you luck. May the force be with you. Let's see what you can do. I would love some more Star Wars movies. So bring it on. So that's about it with Lucasfilm. Um, just a little side note. I know I told you guys I would do a uh, Master and Apprentice book review on my Instagram. I have only read the first five pages. I know, I know, I know. That was a while ago. Um, seriously, just been busy. And the times I'm not busy, I am playing piano or I am sleeping. And um, can't read while I do either of those. So, But it's coming. I really do want to read it. I mean, so far, it's really good. And the summary on the side is <laughs> really good as well. But um, I'm going to get around to it. Don't worry. Oh, uh, related note. The author of the book is Claudia Gray. She followed the Han Talks First Instagram page. <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you, Claudia Gray. And she also liked that post asking if I should do a book review. So I know, Claudia Gray, if you're listening, I am so gosh darn thankful right now. Um, but I'm really going to uh, really going to read your book. I'm really excited for it. 
Um, and I'm going to do a book review, and I'm going to make you very happy because I'm sure I'm going to love it. So, yeah, that's it with old news. I want to move on and talk about a sensitive subject, okay? This has to do with something that has happened over the course of the last uh, three months. So, here we go. So, if you guys remember during celebration this year, um, after each major panel... They had individuals come out onto one of these stages and do an interview, uh, individual interviews. And the one I'm going to talk about is Tom Kane's. Now, Tom Kane is a voice actor on uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh, he voices Admiral Akbar. And I think it's, he voiced his opinion that he was dissatisfied with how his character ended in The Last Jedi, and the moderator tried to stop him and change the subject because he was really getting into it. He obviously dislikes the whole movie, and the only reason I bring this up is because recently he has come back out to speak and reiterate that he felt like he was a big joke on set during filming. And he made a video uh, sharing his feelings about that. Um, basically what happened was after his character had died, which he was unhappy with, and he wasn't prepped for they called him over after they yelled cut and asked him if he could finish up that scene by holding the slate and looking at the camera and saying, it's a wrap, a play on, it's a trap, is that very infamous line spoken in Return of the Jedi. Um, he did it, of course, but he said he was like crying in the suit, felt like they didn't take him seriously, and he was just a joke. Um, I I really don't have much thoughts on that per se. I think he was just giving a a memoir, a video memoir, and but it's really caused a lot of heat on the internet. A lot of people are actually making fun of him and like really telling him that you know, get over yourself. You're a crybaby. Like, Akbar, the character's a joke, so yes, you're a joke. Um, he doesn't really matter. He's only known for that line. He's not important, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just so confused. What? Like, why? Why do we have to get involved? Why do we have to hate on this guy for sharing his feelings? I mean, obviously, there's there's more to the story that we're not getting. Like, what else happened while he was shooting this movie? What was happening in his personal life during the shoot? What happened in between Return of the Jedi and this movie that caused this to happen? I can understand people's expectations going into a role 
thinking that it's going to be more, you know, their return is back, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe he was just unsatisfied that he didn't get enough credit for who he was and that there wasn't that much appreciation left after his final curtain call. Either way, uh, just really sick of people just making fun of this guy, you know? Um, And telling him that he wasn't important. I think every character in Star Wars is important. Whether it's written good or not. Whether, Whether they can act or not. I mean, have you seen the original movies? There's some people in there that can't act. <laughs> it was a it was a low budget independent film that had limited resources. Some of that included actors. Nobody's perfect. But there's little things in everything we can enjoy. So I say why not embrace that? You know. Anyway, on that note, that little last bit of encouragement, some proverbial inspiration, I'm going to end this episode. It was good to come back. I'm going to do some more episodes. Something, some things to look forward to, guys, are I'm going to do a character power ranking episode. I, I would like to do that with somebody, so I'll probably ask a friend. Um... I would, I would really love for my girlfriend to come on here and do an episode with me. She loves Star Wars, and um, I think she would have a lot of really good things to say. And I think you guys would really like her, too. And we have incredible chemistry, so I'm sure it would be a very enjoyable episode. Um... If I'm Han, she's my Leia. And I, if you're listening right now, I love you. Come on the show. People would love to hear what you have to say. We make a great team. Okay, so that um, power ranking, uh, we also, also, I'm also going to talk um, my own personal rankings of the films and diving into that. And then, of course... Individual episode analysis, analysis, analyses, analysis, however you say it. Um, so like episode one, two, three. Each episode, I'm going to break down, analyze it, rate it, and really dive into the meanings, the themes, whatever. And also a music episode. I'm definitely going to get two of my friends on for that, two of my musician friends. And... uh of course, book reviews, and I really want to start that. I might do um, the the first Thrawn uh, book, since I have read that one. I might do a review on that, but um, we'll see. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really am appreciating the support, even though I suck and I don't do a podcast every week like I said I would, but I'm coming back, guys. And it's going to be great. Han is back. And he's talking first. And he's talking last. Because there's no one else in the room with me. (laughs) Um, Please follow the social media. That really helps me out. And it shows that you're listening. Uh, Hit me up, too. Tell me your Star Wars story. I want to hear it. And I want to share it on the podcast. 
I'm going to have a special episode one day where I share all these stories that I'm getting on emails and um, uh, Instagram. And I think that's all I've gotten stories on. Uh, people with Star Wars stories. But I'm going to collect them all and I'm going to share them right here on Han Talks first. And it's going to be great. Um, there's a lot of good ones in there. A lot of tear jerkers too. Um, but again, thanks so much. May the force be with you and we will see you next week.